Welcome everyone to the 44th episode of the New Gen Mindset podcast. I'm Dan Kozell here with Nick Tartaglia. Nick, it is spring in this beautiful city that we call home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, there's been a common theme recently, but how are you? I'm good. It feels good to see some sun, which lines up with the theme, but it feels really good to have some nice weather because honestly, man, being cooped up, locked up and dealing with all the things going on in the world. The one thing I can say that makes me feel good is being able to step outside and enjoy some sun. We need that vitamin D right now, but I got to be honest with you. The winter was not that bad. No. Usually we've got, you know, much colder winters. Um, I think the coldest week we had was like minus 20. Yeah. Um, and it didn't get colder than that. There's probably like a couple of days and that was it. And now we're going full steam ahead into summer, but, um, exactly. you know, with those COVID lockdowns coming up, um, and this is a perfect segue into what we're going to be talking about today with yeah. us. But um, it's fair to say, and for those of you listening who are not from Canada, um, Canada, unfortunately, has gone, in my opinion, and I think Nick, you'll agree to this mm-hmm. and others will too, but they're approaching a very tyrannical measure or tyra- they're implementing tyrannical measurements to sort of curb the spread of the virus. Now, mm-hmm. we're not saying that there is no virus, but mm-hmm. I think a year after what happened, we can pretty much see that this is no longer a pandemic, but in events that unfortunately governments uh, around the world are using to their advantage and people are tired. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we've saw this past weekend is people in Montreal outside in parks drinking. Yeah. And it's a very, it's going to continue to be a very common theme because mm-hmm. the bars, the restaurants are not open. Exactly. And nightlife is not going to be around. We're back no. to 8 p.m. curfew. So what are people going to do when it's a nice state? They're going to be outside with their friends. Mm-hmm. They're going to be having a picnic. They're going to be playing music, whatever. And they're going to be drinking. Yeah. There's no avoiding that at this point in time. And it won't be the typical style of drinking. It won't be with bottles at the park and everybody mixing. It's the new trend, you know? And that's the trend that falls in theme of what we're, what we're talking about today. It's that seltzer. It's drinks pre-made in a can that's like soda water, that's easy to drink, that hits you like a silent killer. And it's far easier. It's prettier. It's, it's less sugary, less calories. It does the job. And it's a perfect drink to have outside in a summer day. Now, the reason this new category has taken off uh, also referred to in the you know craft beer or alcohol industry, it's called the ready to drink category. Mm. All it is is you have a pre-made rum and coke, you have a pre-made mm. you know gin tonic in a can that you could pretty much drink. And the reason why this category is going to be the category to watch and will actually help beer stocks, believe it or not, there are a bunch of beer stocks out there, um, experience more and added growth. Um, is because of this category. And I'll explain why real quickly. Beer as, a, as an industry, craft beer, microbrewery beer as an industry has actually been on the decline. So from 2019 till 2020, that entire category has been on a decline of 10%. So it's kind of like tobacco in a way where you're getting this declining space and these companies are trying to find new and innovative ways to spike that growth. And they've obviously found that because for whatever reason, millennials are lazy, Gen Z's are lazy. We just want everything pre-made and fits the bill, right? And that category, the ready to drink category alone for the next four to five years is expected to grow Mm -hmm. 
at 25%. 100%. Last year, that category grew 43%. So this is a category that has exponential growth, yeah. tremendous upside, and it's going to allow certain beer stocks to actually get you know, a nice kick in the market. Like People are going to be buying these companies for whatever reason. So yeah, very interesting trend right now. Yeah. So to basically introduce the company today, what we have is the company is called O2V. So O2V, which in French is Eau de Vie, Water of Life. Uh, the founders are Marco La Pena and Nicolani. And they are local people from Montreal as well who started this business with the desire to kind of go in theme with what you were talking about yourself. Well, I think what's interesting, and a lot of people that are going to listen to this episode right now, uh, they're going to hear the conversation in a, in a little bit, but um, these two guys, young entrepreneurs, we'll call it like, cause that's what they are yeah. um, really identified a trend in a space very early on. And this was yeah. last year. Yeah. They identified this last year. So they were actually part of that, uh, 43%, you call it the global growth. I'm not sure what the number is in Canada, but I would imagine it's probably a lot higher. Mm -hmm. So they were part of that growth. And they've seen uh, a good amount of sales coming through the door. I know that, uh, Nick, they sent you a few pictures of their displays yeah. there at one of the grocery stores. But of course, yeah, they're in uh, Metro and certain locations in Metro now as well. But we'll be talking more of that later on. But that's it. You know, like this is this is a growth story. It's the beginning of a trend. And this is a story to observe and watch, especially people that are interested in investing or follow alcohol trends and like to invest in things they pay attention to. This is a trend that you can see nice upside to. So there's definitely an investment theme that you can play on with this as well. Now, we don't endorse any type of, you know, drinking and driving. That's not <laughs> what this is about. Or we don't endorse like overdoing it. But um, I got to be honest, I had a seltzer yesterday. I had, actually had three. Um, it's a, it's, it creeps up on you pretty quickly mm -hmm. and it goes down very smoothly. Now, the question becomes... If there is people just overdoing it, over abusing mm -hmm. it, are you going to get another story like they had with Four Loco? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. We hope not, but you know, it's we, we, there will be there will be market there will be market failures and market you know growth. Like people will have to adjust themselves to the fact that it is you know it's a drink that has alcohol that's easy to super drink, but you know so. There might be stories at the beginning, but at the end of the day, we have to remember people need to control their own behaviors. We, we, we can't have government try to control humans because that just doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. You have to self-reflect. It's internally you, you try to adjust your actions accordingly. So it's going to be interesting the next few years with this category. Um, yeah. I, I, it, it's, it's going to take off. There's no question. Um, and the more government tries to get involved with these lockdowns and put more restrictions, I think more people are going to start rebelling against the rules. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't know where this is going to go. I know that you and I have been talking constantly about sort of the socioeconomic consequences, you know, of the macrosphere, but from a microsphere right now, um, it's very hard to ignore. Now, mm -hmm. I would also assume that once they allow music festivals to come back, this, this category is just going to explode. Of course, you know, but because... thinking about it, you don't need now like a music events and stuff instead of giving out plastic cups to everybody, which creates a disaster spillage everywhere. You give cans much easier to walk around with, much easier to walk around with, much easier to transport, much easier to throw away. And also it also serves all kinds of other purposes from a, from a practical use. Totally, man. 
So listen, without further ado, here's Marco Lapena and Nico Lani, the two co-founders of ODV Exactly. We hope you enjoy this one. How are you guys? Good, good. Nice to be here. How are you guys doing? You good? Good, guys. So to start off, guys, we like to always get kind of like a little history and a little background of the guys uh, that we bring on to the episode. So can you guys just, you know, talk a little bit about the development? How did you guys get to this point in terms of your business or at least what made you guys want to start this business? And then, you know, obviously bring in the whole fact that you did this in the middle of a COVID crisis, which is, you know, the biggest risk factor and the biggest, the biggest uh, balls, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so basically, uh, Marco came over where we've been friends for pretty much like 10 years now. Uh, Marco came to my house one day uh, and he started men- about a year and a half ago, a year and a half, two years ago. And he uh, started mentioning a drink that he, uh, he had when he was in the States called White Claw. Uh, and basically hard seltzer, carbonated water with about five to 6% alcohol. <clears throat> Uh, we started tasting it and honestly, we, we, we loved it. We fell in love right away and we're like, you know what? It's very good, but there's some tweaks that we can do to it to make it a little better. And Mark was like, but it's, you know, he's super smart and intelligent. I mean, he's like, you know what? I can actually, I, I could actually come up with a formula and we can definitely, you know, m- make this happen. So a couple of days later, we ended up buying a soda stream. We bought a 94% proof alcohol, uh, mixing alcohol that you can get at the, the SAQ. And we bought some aromas that come with the, uh, the, the, um, the soda stream. Marco then did, took out a calculator, started measuring uh, the, the quantity and turned that 94% alcohol into, you know, transformed it into a 5% alcohol based. Um, and then from there, we added the aromas that we wanted. And we tasted it. And I remember that like it was yesterday, we just started dancing. Yeah, like we saw wow. videos of us dancing in, uh, yeah, that, 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 that celebration that. that we got the favor done, but more to go more into depth, um, like we're athletes. Uh, I played soccer my whole life. And, uh, <clears throat> of course, like we like to, to go out and party and drink and all that stuff. And, uh, it's always the same stuff for everyone. It's always, uh, oh, vodka, rum, gin, all that stuff, sweet stuff, mixing, uh, and you wake up the next morning feeling like absolute garbage. Uh, so when I first discovered White Claw uh, on a cruise, I think on vacation, uh, and I saw that it had like two grams of carbs and two grams of sugars, uh, had a ton of them, felt great the next morning, uh, was pissing all night. Like it, it was, it was almost like I was hydrating myself with water with a 5% alcohol base. And uh, that's a big aspect too, that we love the whole health thing about it. Yes, it's alcohol, but at the same time, I prefer to have zero sugars and carbs than to have 40 grams of carbs and sugars in a drink. Yeah. So the the market is there, you know, but so the market is there, you can innovate in terms of that from the health side of perspective of things. For sure. For sure. Exactly. And not a lot of people know this, but the reason why people wake up with uh, hangovers and the headaches and this and that is because of the sugar and the carbs that they intake the night prior um, with the, uh, you know, the, the, the booze that they drank. Um, so that, that's, that, that, that plays a role too. And you're, once you have a few cans, you're straight to the washroom and it's cause you're drinking 95% water and the, the remaining 5% is the, the alcohol that you're drinking. So it, it masks the alcohol, but you're just constantly going to the washroom. So you're, you're actually staying hydrating. So it's honestly, it's uh it's quite dangerous. It's uh 
it, it's, what, it's, it's when, cool. when when did you guys full throttle this like when did you guys decide okay we're doing this exactly so you you mentioned covid and the pandemic and so on and so forth we actually started uh, pre-covid right mm-hmm. so but i like i've noticed i've noticed more of the development like exactly. has picked up more of during covid exactly so we the full throttle was during right before covid during covid so uh, the whole process took about a year, a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, we had to find a chemist uh, to basically jot down everything that was in our minds. It had to be legally done, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah, we had the formula. We did it with a soda stream, but we needed it to be done with malt. Mm. Uh, we needed it to taste like we made it. And, um, you know, we had to get it done in a lab. Uh, we had to get a license. We had to get our certificate for the recipe. Uh, we needed to find a co-packer to... Um, actually brew it in a big tank with a minimum order quantity that were all those were all those relationships found prior to covid or during covid uh half half uh, half half and how was it during covid like how complicated was that well we uh, it was it was a bit complex uh, we actually didn't know all the rules and regulations and the politics behind all of this right us it was we thought we got the formula and then we go out and sell it right but then it's uh, you have to, okay, you get the formula. Then from the formula, you got to um, uh, get the liquid from it. Then from the liquid, you got to find a co-packer to can it. Then we got to buy the cans. And then from the cans, you needed a distributor. And this was something that we had no idea that we needed a distributor to actually store our, 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 our cans, our product. And then afterwards, distribute the sales, right? And we had no idea. And right now to find a distributing company is, uh, is, 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 is a headache. Yeah, even so, just talking about it now, I feel so dumb. Like, for how, how little we knew going into this. Yeah. But, but that, but that is the beauty. I just want to take a quick step back here just so the listeners could kind of understand. So you guys identified a problem, right? And the problem was essentially after the hangovers, people don't feel like themselves and you took it, you experimented one night, you guys were shooting the shit, you created a product and then boom, that was like the first journey of being an entrepreneur. Right. So what I find interesting is like, it's almost like the craziest or the best ideas come from people just, excuse my French, fucking around, right? Yeah, so when, when you guys found out that formula and then you guys started realizing the process, you know, what you talked about, which was the whole value chain, you had a distributor, you had a formula, this, that, that, right? So I guess my question to you guys is when you guys figured out that first process, what was it that got you guys to go together and say, we're going to be partners. We're going to blow this thing up and try to make it as big as possible. So honestly, um, tasting the formula, once it was done, the samples and all that stuff, as soon as we tasted it, we were were sold right away. We were like, wow, this is something. Then it's all our friends, family, they started tasting it. And we knew right away it was so you had you already did the market research aspect of it. Oh, too. Yeah. So you guys had like all your friends tried out. Nice. Okay. I, I even I even when you gave me those cans and I brought them, I had a, I went to a meeting with a bunch of people. I made everybody try it, like you know, like a little side. Everybody enjoyed it. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, is that uh, Quebec and, and Canada um, in, in in general we're, we're behind. We're usually a year to two years behind. Uh, the trends, everything, okay? fashion, uh, yeah, the, the, the hairstyles, style. the fashion, uh, business. We're, we we tend to be a year to two behind, uh, whereas it's in where in, in in North America or in Europe in general. So in the states, it's already been two to three years now that the hard seltzer industry is just it's blowing up. It blew right? up in two thousand nineteen because 19. of White Claw. Yeah, 
Um, so j- just, just with our market study with that, we knew right away that within a year or two, it's gonna, it's coming here and we want it to be the first and we wanted to like, we wanted it to blow up. So we, we were all in right away, tasting it, the packaging, uh, Marco did a fantastic job in, in the, uh, the, the branding. Honestly, we, we knew we had something. Um, and now you guys are going to see actually this summer coming seltzers, hard seltzers in general, you're going to see it's, it's blowing up. Molson, Labatt, Sleeman, they're all coming out with their own seltzers because they, they know like the impact. It, it makes sense. Like if you look at, if you look at the dynamic of what might occur this summer with the fact that Montreal is a heavy, like restaurant club scene, yeah. That 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 industry is decimated in Montreal. Wall Street is uh, Saint Laurent Street is finished. Wall Street, too yeah. much investing. <laughs> Saint Laurent is finished. That's done. The old port. Too many of these restaurants and businesses are struggling, and for people to want to open new restaurants is a risk because who knows if they can just shut us down next year. So a lot of the and most, a lot of the, most are not coming back, right? No, exactly. So. so a lot of the a lot of the psychology could very much be well. Screw it. We're just gonna chill in parks. We're just gonna go on drives and drink at a beach, and we're just gonna chill in people's backyard and drink. And you have your market opportunity that the government has created. You know the good and the bad. But it's an opportunity that you guys can definitely leverage. You can't beat them, join them, right? It's a very cliche thing to say, but it's, it's actually true. And you guys are going to see this summer, uh, people are just going to go apeshit with parties, beaches, house parties, gatherings. It's going to be insane. It's exactly. Going to be insane. And, and it's, it's going to be quite scary, to be honest with you. Because- and that's going to help them sustain themselves because they won't get freaking wasted uh, and have all the sugar uh, rushes all the time. <laughs> so you guys, it's, it, you know, it's like a catch. You know, it's like, it's like, yeah. you know, here, you guys can keep drinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's good though, because it is good. Yeah, we've been talking about this often about what's going to happen this summer with these drinks and stuff and how uh, Molson is probably going to release one and uh, Sleeman and whoever else. Uh, I think Coca-Cola is also doing a partner with someone as well. Um, these guys are going to, I mean, when first of all, when you go to a, a Kushtar or a Depp or whatever, um, and you look at the fridge and you find a Molson, it's always the cheapest beer there because it's absolute garbage. It tastes horrible, but they have so much money and they're, they're able to take that hit. So now what's good about this is that this summer, if they do release by the summer, they're going to open a huge market. Whether we're first or not, uh, whether we like it or not, they're, they have more money, more budgets for marketing. So they're going to be dumping millions and millions of dollars into marketing the seltzer market, uh, it's opening up huge doors for us because we're not dumping millions yet. We're not ready for that. And for them to be doing the job for us is a big plus. Uh, and also, like I said, when you go to a Kushta and you see Molson, you're like, ah, no, nah, I'm going to have the Heineken or something um, overseas or whatever, because again, it's Molson, it's their name. So when people say a Molson seltzer, like do you picture a girl going to a Kushtar and, and seeing the Molson seltzer and be like, oh, Molson, yeah. Like, no, it just doesn't, doesn't work that way. They, girls are going to be so turned off when they see the brand Molson because of what they've done in the past, you know? So, that, so you, you, yeah, go ahead. I, I just want to ask, so if I understand this correctly, a seltzer is, it's a new market, right? You guys have identified a new market that's actually been around in the States for quite some time, I'd say the last two years to kind of help people out with hangovers. Right. So you're basically saying that this new market is coming to Canada and coming to Montreal right now too. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. How, how big's the market? 
I'm so curious because I'm new to this. This is like okay, totally how new. Big is it? Yeah, big enough for Molson, Labatt, and Sleeman. Okay, to come out with their own seltzers. Yeah, and summer. in the states now, so White Claw was first an off-brand. They didn't. It wasn't owned by any major brand like Corona or uh, anything like that. White Claw was first. It was their own entity and their own brand. And then Corona is now just came out with a seltzer. Bud Light just came out with a seltzer. Um, there's a bunch, just a bunch of those major companies trying to enter the market that White Claw opened in the States. And now the same thing is happening here. White Claw came in the beginning of COVID last year. I believe it was like March. February or March. March. Uh, and no one knew about it. Even today, I go around asking people, oh, yeah. Like, even when I try to explain how, what our drink is, it's hard to explain because it's it's the first in Quebec. People don't know what a hard seltzer is. So what, what's good now is these massive companies are going to do all the promoting, all the explaining there is to do concerning uh, concerning what a hard seltzer is, which is carbonated water with booze in it, with alcohol in it. That, that's 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 all it is. That's what a but hard you can't, But you can't even tell that there's really alcohol in it. Uh, that's it's, the beauty of it crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. so it's 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 coming and it's coming fast and i'm telling you you guys uh, if you guys like to drink um you're gonna see this summer uh i saw a little smirk there when i said you guys like to drink uh, <laughs> well, it, it's i'm not I, it depends on okay i mean it's been a long year so who knows what happens this summer <laughs> that's why it's it might be a wild summer for everybody you guys are gonna see uh you're gonna see seltzers everywhere hard seltzers you're gonna see them everywhere they're all coming out with one. And we're, we're proud and honored to say that O2V is, is the first one in Quebec, that, that uh, a Quebec-based hard seltzer. So we're, we're pretty stoked about yeah. that, honestly. I, I don't want to, I, I want to play devil's advocate because I know Molson has headquarters in Montreal though. So like when they come out with the seltzer market and they start promoting it, um, what are you guys going to be doing? First of all, do you guys have like production already in place? Yeah. Yeah, so we are we're already starting our third SKU. Uh, we're gonna launch it probably May. Um, but production, in a sense, what, what do you mean by that? Well, like so, you, so yeah. like, do you have do you have like are you are you producing the product or is it still a concept right now? Oh no, no we're producing. We're yeah. in about uh, sixty to seventy locations right now. Oh, are, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. Okay, so you guys have you guys have locations. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And you're gonna see your the I'm real trying turnover because I'm a bit. I'm 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 trying to understand. Like I'm so new to the seltzer. I don't yeah. normally drink a lot. I used to, you know, have a good time. But um, that's pretty cool. You have like a sparkling glass are, of water. Are you married now? Is that why? What's that? Are you married now? Is that why? No, no. <laughs> Staying working at home. You can't even go out and do anything. <laughs> yeah. So. But you guys, you guys, you know what's fascinating is you guys like the real metrics to your business are gonna be the summer. That's going to be your real metric. So to quantify your, 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 your real output and everything you need to do, that's going to occur this summer. And it's probably going to occur fast because the moment they say everything's open, it's a floodgate of people looking to just do what they haven't done for a year. It'll be a year and a half at that point. Yeah, I'm not really getting to enjoy themselves. Well, there is pros and cons to it because people, might, when they see the drink, they, they automatically assume uh, that it's a summer drink. Right, they they think ah oh, it's going to be more for for the summer, the beaches, the hot weather. So uh, for sure, we're we're anticipating and projecting a huge summer right now. Um, the only thing is, is that it's it's good for 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 for, for right. every day. hundred percent, hundred percent. It's just that like your real volume turnover, the real the the to know how much of an output you're going to have to fix yourself on. You know that's the summer because that's the summer vibe and. I, 
the a year and a half of not doing anything it's just going to explode especially in montreal where it's known as a freaking party city you know so it's like and nobody can do anything other than just chill together and drink together now yeah we completely and, should be and uh, i would drink and i would drink your drinks because it is good uh, it's actually I, I we should have brought you some cans uh, so that you guys could have uh oh, it's okay it's okay Don't yeah, nick, yeah. Nick, nick i think we found our official beverage sponsor for our podcast <laughs> Hey, if ever we make people drink on, if I ever, like if, this. If ever we were to get like a real, uh, a real office space to actually do these things with guests, yeah, of course. You know, bring you have a drink. If people sure. want to smoke, smoke. Yeah. So we actually, uh, well, we, we don't endorse drug. We don't endorse drug use. Okay, okay. I'll take, I'll, I'll take, I was trying to change the topic there. Uh. <laughs> it's okay. We talked about cannabis investing here before. Nothing. Uh, nothing okay, that's fine. Table. Okay. Okay. So, like. Do you guys need it? Like, are you guys trying to expand your business? Like, where are you guys at now exactly? Like, what's the what's the what's the plan of attack? So we actually, uh, to be honest with you, it's kind of odd, um, mm-hmm. but we wanted to start off slow. Okay, mm-hmm. we wanted to, to 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 build our name and our reputation and 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 the product, right? The brand, of course. Brand exactly, and and gradually get to you know obviously a bunch of locations. We just didn't want to basically blow up too quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 then after run out of of, of, of course and can't satisfy the demand properly. The goal is to use our cash flow to finance everything. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's uh, every business's goal. I hope uh, just to uh, we're we're trying to get there as fast as possible. But if we go too fast, we're just of gonna course. run out of money. We don't want to get stuck asking people for money and asking for investments. Like we're 50-50 and we don't. Uh, we're trying to keep it that way as much as we can until we want to take a huge leap. Until mm-hmm. then, we want to just expand in Quebec, uh, then move to Canada, you know. Um, and to do that, we want to use the the money that we make from sales and yeah. uh, our cash flow, etc. So usually people, uh, you guys obviously know this there, but when they start their own business and, you know, they have a product and whatever, they want to right away blow up, sell everywhere and, and become like the number one, right? But the issue is, is that once you go big, too big, too fast afterwards, usually these, these companies, like let's say Metro, IGAs, Kushtards, right? They, they have 30 to 60 days to pay their, 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 their receipt, right? Their bill. So you have that 30 to 60 days with, Kushtar, then Metro, then what, so on and so forth. You guys are, you know, you're stuck with, 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 with no money afterwards. And then it's like, shit, we have no more and cans then, now and we got to produce our next batch. And what happens? You guys, they're done. And even worse, the independent stores, which love the, this concept and the micro, uh, microbrewery, microbrewery, uh, those, those guys take forever to pay. Eh? They, take a while. They, they pay. They're really good customers. Yeah. But they oh, take- okay. But yeah, the way right. it, it's 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 like it's like it's like a kind of like a Tesla, right? Okay, I'm not gonna have, okay screw Tesla because Tesla just keeps holding its freaking valuation. But let's go over a random stock that just flies, but yeah. because you have no fundamentals to support it, it just comes right back down. So the I same think. concept with your production, you know, if you don't have the fundamentals to support the sustainability component, you fall apart because then it's like I can't supply my demand, I don't have cash flow. What happens afterwards? They shut down. Uh, exactly single-handedly hold on i I actually want to add because i'm just giving you guys an idea here because let's say the demand in the market for quebec is like totally out of this world like you guys go to market next thing you know every music festival is people are talking about yo you guys have to try this drink by the way i'm so sorry what's the name of the drink again so the name is o2v o2v yeah and in french it's eau de v eau de v yeah eau de v basically 
water of life water of life okay great name by the way and the branding is sick so look let's put a situation where you know people start talking it blows up the demand is there and the next thing you know you've got you know your 60 stores on top of another 120 stores um asking saying hey we need more of this stuff and you guys are like wait we don't want to expand too much but demand is there you guys would not consider raising some capital maybe issuing some kind of a you know maybe a loan, getting people to loan you some money, getting them to pay out a debt portion in the business? But, well, because the base is there, right? The product is there. The branding is there already, 100%. Yeah. For sure. For and sure. you guys have sales coming in already, right? Um, to, to explain a bit, so this is something we learned uh, in the last few months uh, since we started this, is that a lot of places, like you said, Pushtar, uh, IGA, Metro, there's a lot of backdoor. So there's a lot of, uh, yeah, our sales reps know the, per the person there because they're selling other products there. So, okay, here I have a new product, O2V. Uh, do you want some? Yes. But some uh, you need to be listed for. The corporate. Yeah, the corporate side of IGA, Metro, Hushtar, yeah. et cetera. You yeah. need to be listed. So if you're listed, you better be ready to produce because if you're mm -hmm. not, you lose them as a client. Like they're, they're going to give you a deadline. I need uh, X amount of product for this month. Okay. You have to be reliable. It's just, once you shake my hand, yeah, business starts. Yeah, and yeah. another aspect is that our brewer, we're not his only clients. He has other clients too as well. Yeah. So he's not going to push them out of the way just for us because, oh, listen, we just got to deal with Pushta. We need to be ready by this. Uh, wait. Well, no, I, I have not the other people that yeah 100 percent makes sense you have you have other you have other business dynamics that are intertwined with yours i'm, I'm putting i'm putting like my my macro cap on here because like first of all it's a sick concept of what you guys are doing um so essentially you have a distribute you guys have a brewer but you don't actually he's not like your own you guys have to outsource him to a degree right, right? okay so and how, you're in 60 locations right now. What did you guys sell last year or the last like eight months that you guys have been operating? Like what were the total sales? So basically uh, in terms of uh, food and beverage, uh, February, uh, uh, sorry, ja uh, January and February are considered the dead months. Whereas dead meaning yeah. that is an understatement. It's yeah. more champagne, wine, these periods of time. Yeah, exactly. But not Season, well, alcohol is seasonal. I, yeah, that, that's a given. Alcohol exactly. is a seasonal exactly. business. And and like just alcohol in general, even at the SAQ, whatever, it's like it's it's really dead season. So just in February, uh, January, February, I think we sold over a hundred, what, two hundred cases. Yeah, yeah, two fifty. Yeah, to, around two hundred fifty cases we uh, we sold uh, in in those two months, which is cases uh, basically tw in twenty four. So 250 times uh, 24. But that's the thing, you know, like because because you guys, your real expansion has occurred primarily th during COVID, yeah. you know, like your metrics, you can't really establish true yeah. metrics until we get the freaking lockdown to be over with. Wow, for yeah. sure, for sure. You know, and so it's, it's like also, you guys. We also launched in the deadest two months uh, in, in alcohol. Uh, in, in, in alcohol. Yeah. And considering that, um, we were honestly worried. We're like, we're, we're we're screwed. How are we gonna? How are we launching in the most dead seasons? Uh, we actually surpassed expectations of yeah. what uh, we were supposed to sell. by like forty percent. So we're well, it's worried. like I, like I, I. So remember the thing I was telling you before, where 
I might try to do like a, an investment thing on uh, Mike Lucci, uh, this guy, Mike Lucci. So I, I watch Mike Lucci's show here and there sometimes. Cause I mean, which Italian doesn't know the show at this point? Hey, we, we don't tell him to promote our drinks. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. I was pretty sure that because uh, the fact that he drinks three, four, five, it, it, you could tell it's not for the promotion. It's more just the fact he just wants to drink something easy. <laughs> so he, he drinks, you know, with four or 5,000 people, he's drinking it. And the, the social media component of the way people kind of pick up on little details of, of your entire network and community, it's, it's different now. It's not like, uh, go to a club and what they're doing. No, it's what are people doing on social media now? Yeah. yeah. That's so, the game. We, so in St. Leonard, we have, uh, we had one intermarché and one IGA. Okay. The, what, the- one what, sir? <laughs> Uh, it's uh, yeah. kind of like Italian. Uh, just for the listeners, because like we're going to Montreal here. We have international <laughs> listeners. Like, so, so that's like a grocery store, basically. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, fair enough. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. It's a grocery <laughs> store chain in Montreal uh, owned by Italians. Mm. Okay? And this guy, Mike Lucci, that he was talking about, who has about, uh, I don't know how many thousand listener, listeners. Yeah, like he ate three, four, five thousand. Yeah. So um, I got a, a text message one week prior to one of his, um, his, his, uh, live yeah, whatever shows. Yeah. yeah. So I got a text message. He's like, uh, Hey, listen, uh, it's not selling well. I'm going to move to the fridge. Okay, cool. Mike Lucci had his, his show a few days later on that Friday. And the week after I got a text from the manager of that grocery store chain. And he told me, uh, yo, we're sold out. I need another yeah. order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and then, it. The other grocery store chains, Intermarché, all ordered cases. They're like, what the hell? This guy sold out. So yeah. I want some too. So it's funny you, you, you mentioned uh, Mike Lucci and, 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 and Instagram. And, and so that's actually our go-to right now in terms of marketing. It's uh, finding influencers, giving them some cans, uh, and basically, you know, don't even try to promote it. If you want, just take a story, sipping it or whatever. Um, and basically just get the word around there. And for What's Mike, that? he's, yeah, he's exactly. a friend of ours. He's actually a friend of mine. And I just was like, you know what? Uh, if ever you're interested, he goes, yeah, for sure. I'm interested. I, I'd like to try, no problem. Then I'm like, you know what? You don't even have to say anything, do anything. Just taste it and, and see if you, if you enjoy it. It's like, I love it so much. I'm going to start with my, uh, with my lives. I'm like, yeah, that, that's what I wanted. I just want you to start drinking it in your lives. And people are going to ask if you, because if he doesn't mention it, People are obviously going to ask. They're going to see a black can. They're going to say, oh, what are you drinking? You know, you, uh, and then after just the name starts to spread, and he's from the East End, right? Mm. And they, our, our East End uh, sales, uh, honestly, uh, we... See, that's the, see, that's the beauty of the Italian communities. It's like yeah. kind of like the home concept. It's when you go to Italian's home, you automatically feel at home, open the door, you're in. You know, like we Italians don't like feeling they're being sold. They like feeling that you're part of the family, part of the community. And then once you feel that way, you want to help that community. It's exactly spot on on what's going on. Exactly. And his listeners, exactly what you, you know, I so, wish, I wish, I wish the Russian community was like that. <laughs> so, you know, that's, 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 that's so don't mean to be, don't mean to like spit out your, your, your drink there, but like, it's, it's yeah. just, no, I've noticed that too. And like, even Montreal just is so unique. Like the Italians are like this. The Jewish people are like this, right? The, the, the Lebanese are like this. Like everybody is like tight together and they'll support one another. But I find once you go outside that realm, that's where it becomes maybe, I could be wrong though, but maybe that becomes a little bit difficult. So like, what are you guys doing right now to like make sure that when summer rolls around, everybody is talking about what you guys have to offer with Eau de Vie? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a good question. 
honestly, we're we're coming out with a um, a third flavor right now. Okay, uh, that we're gonna launch in the summer. Okay, and from the time being, from now until until we launch our our, our new uh, flavor, we're going to be starting uh, competitions uh, on Instagram. Um, basically, let us know because you can mix these drinks. You can drink them straight, or you could even mix them with with pretty much anything. It's yeah. like so. Well, we we actually just got out of our meeting with our marketing team, and uh, we discussed exactly this: is that um, it's our goal was to build uh, brand awareness first, mm -hmm. uh, to have uh, a base of followers everywhere, just for people to get the name out there. Uh, before we go hard on competitions and stuff, because there's no point of doing competitions if no yeah. one uh, knows about the product and no one knows where to buy the product. So it was important to first get people aware of the product. And now we just discussed that this month, by the end of the month, we're going to be ready to actually push new competitions, uh, go, actually go to the store, take the can in order to win these competitions. You know, so I just we, thought of something for you guys. Like, Okay, there's another thing in the East End that's been that's big. It's called Murder Ball. Yeah. So did you said tournaments? Is that what you guys are gonna do? You're gonna create Murder Ball tournaments with your drinks? We spoke about that actually. Okay. Because I, in the East End, there's another thing. It's a game where you drink, where you have to whip the ball, and you have the cans, and you have to drink them. So it's like it, it's kind yeah, of like a perfect. That's the only game that I've ever enjoyed playing when it comes right. to drinks. Okay. I, I don't. I'm not a drinking and game guy. Okay. But that one kind of is fun. And then when you guys said that, I was like. Everybody wants to be outside this summer. It's yeah. the only thing. And also, it's going to be kind of like a good combination. We're trying to come up with, with new concepts, new ideas, new trends, and, and even yeah. come up with a game. We want to create, we wanna create a, a movement instead of just, hey, we have a product, go buy it. Just something fun for people. Do you guys, do you guys know who Midday Squares is? Yeah, yeah, their their marketing is uh, exactly it's insane. So, so that, Jake, they're like Jake, they're like they're like uh, yeah. Go ahead, Dan. Jake, Jake Jake's actually been on the podcast, mm -hmm. um, and the, the marketing that they're doing is like out of this world, insane. Yeah. They've been they've invested so much money into that uh, into that brand too. And Jake, I've known Jake for well over fourteen years. Those are the guys I feel like maybe you should talk to with that, because it is sort of like that vibe of like high energy while at the same time avoiding like the crash is kind of aligned with that. Now, again, it's just an idea, but I like the fact that, okay, murder ball, it sounds like some kind of sports drinking event yeah, or whatever. It is basically. So, so you guys would basically align, use that as a sponsorship tool, maybe hand out free cans to a few people. And then if they wanted to go more, you tell them at which stores they're at. Right. Which is, which is a great platform at the end of the day. Cool. Well, and then there's also a, what I say was, what's that? What's that show that in Quebec everybody watches all the time? More of the French people watch it. Um, there you go. That is that something else you guys are thinking of trying to penetrate into? Can, can, can you stop talking because you're you're giving away all our ideas? Right? Like, like we actually have everything you're saying right now. It's all on our list. Like, you have to tone it down. Now. Yeah, friends that were on the I'm show. glad that came from them and not me, by the way. <laughs> Dan always tells me to shut up. I'm always just like, Nick, like, hold on. It's okay. You know, chill. But yeah, we were talking about like ideas, right? So like, yeah, what, what, do you, what else do you guys have in the pipeline, I guess? Or speculate, yeah. man. Speculate. We like to speculate. So if you guys want to bounce things around, um, shoot. So we, we're come, talking about coming up with uh, maybe an app. So okay. that's something that works. Uh, we just don't know exactly how to master it. 
uh, we could make the app, but we just, you know, create basically a platform like TikTok to get people to basically post their funny videos and their comp and the competitions and the yeah. Uh, mm, I get it. Kind of create like a, a game community around. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's tough because first of all, you're promoting drinking, which mm -hmm. Quebec is. Uh, yeah, you got to be careful with that. But yeah. So there, there's a lot of politics behind it, and also, you know. Who's going to want to go on an app where they have TikTok and Instagram, right? They have the platforms already. So it's, it's, it's tough, but we we're, we're, we're trying to come up with a concept. Are you, are you guys allowed to do like um, a direct to consumer website where people can buy directly online and just, no, no, it's because of Quebec regulations, huh? They see regulations screw everything up for businesses. This is why I hate regulations. Yeah, at the same time, like we got to understand that. Yes, there's people that are under 18 that could easily, hey, I'm placing an order with well, my mom's mm -hmm. credit card or yeah. whatever. And because, and it's just at the same time, yeah, it's good for our business, but we don't want that. We don't want people underage, uh, 14 year olds start drinking and come on. Like it's, yeah, even it's, if a lot of us did it at the same time, it's like, no, it's, it's wrong. It, it could get dangerous. But you see, I'm, I'm sure there. <laughs> I'm sure there will always be like, for example, the government is doing that now in Quebec with their alcohol, right? But there's a process through which they'll be able to, but again, you're, you're the, the, the fact that you can't even step over the regulations already oh, no. eliminates oh, it. There's no way. There's no way. Well, as, as simple as we posted an ad, okay. On, um, on Instagram. Okay. And he kept getting shut Facebook down, kept shut, rejecting down, shut down, shut down. And we're like, why? Wow. why? And we ended up finding out is because we didn't have 18 plus in no. the video yeah well that know. but also in because everywhere else in canada is 19 and over oh yeah mm. so facebook automatically makes it all over canada including quebec has to be 19 and over and i did the target to be 18 and over even though the the marketing the the targets the radius was just in quebec, quebec okay it still had to be 19 so i had to just change literally just move the the dot a bit to the right and that's it. Yeah. And but this is it, this is that learning curve for the business. All these uh, little details and, and this nuance. What's fun? Uh, of course, like the money, all that stuff for sure. But it's the learning you see the, 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 process. The, 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 you guys, process. Are all, it's all entrepreneurship. About the yeah. Oh, yeah. This is stuff that they don't teach you in school, man. Mm -hmm. but like, honestly, bring it on. Like this, it's, is it's a lot less stressful now because we're not putting our own money anymore. It's all the cash flow of the company, so it's uh, cool. it's a lot easier and a big weight off our shoulders, but can we, can we ask you if, if, if it's okay, you don't have, you, you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but how much did you guys individually sink into this company? Uh, honestly. So this is something that I, I talked to Marco about. Um, we're not uh, for a startup. Honestly, we're pretty uh, it's, it's pretty reasonable. Um, we're probably at around 60 K total. So we're about like so 30, 30, like, 30, right? So you guys sunk 30 cage. Nice. So Skin in the game but, is important by the way. But the yeah. thing is, is that you, it's, it's, it's really not like you guys get a lot of people on your show. Right. And I'm, I'm sure you guys see uh, people putting in dumping hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And we've heard people dumping all kinds of money. And so for at 60 K for a startup, we're not we're not worried honestly we're we uh we honestly we learned a lot like from the beginning uh we could have easily found money we couldn't like we had the opportunity to not even touch our accounts and we were just smart we said look like we're so young why not just use our own money uh it's not it's not a big deal you know we just uh we're, we're all in and we use our own money we don't need anybody else's money or uh 
to, to give up equity and that stuff. We, we're just going to do it ourselves. And we were able to do that. So we did it. And now it, clearly it worked. Um, and again, now we're not using our own money anymore, which is great. It's yeah. a, a huge plus. Uh, it's also a good sign for the company. Are you guys full time in this yet? Or you guys are still doing your stuff on the side? And then once you get to that stage, then you can go full time. Yeah, not yet. Not okay. yet. We're not, we're not full time yet. Um, That's the idea though. No, for oh, sure. Yeah, for we're, sure. we're putting in over like 50 hours a week, 60 yeah, hours yeah, of a week on, on this, but we also have our, our, our day jobs, right. That we have to, uh, you know, to, to, and to what backgrounds you guys come from just because it, it, like I, I'm, 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 I did school and then I went straight into waitering and then I got into investing. Like everybody has their random background. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was, uh, I'm actually in the policing uh, background. So I did my okay. training as a, as a police officer. I went to the, uh, the, I went to uh, John Abbott. I did a couple of years there. Then I went to uh, Nicolette, the, the, the police uh, academy. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, that's it. Yeah. Now I'm in, um, I'm supervising uh, at Apple. I'm actually a supervisor at Apple uh, for the security uh, department. So that, that's basically uh, my background. That's what I do. Mm. And I, um, I played soccer my whole life. I played professionally in Germany. Uh, I nice. never had a job ever. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I played soccer. I was lucky enough to make money with that. Uh, then I got a really bad injury. Uh, so I stopped playing soccer. I, I got a scholarship. I studied engineering for uh, a year. Uh, then I got into computer science. Um, and then I, I started working at Apple. Now I work with the business team. Um, and I also uh, work for a software development company. Uh, I do projects like on my own, you know, on the side and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and now this, and uh, hopefully we projected by... Uh, the end of summer that we'll be able to be full time. So oh, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I think, that, I think that should be the goal for you guys. Cause like, oh yeah, we're, we're waiting. We're, we're still like scared, you know, like it's, 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 it's part a of the journey, step, quitting everything and just going all in. So, but we project by the end of the summer. So, uh, what was the biggest nuisance? Okay. So obviously because of COVID, what was the, what's the story of COVID? Like what happened? Something must've happened during COVID because it's COVID. Or you guys were smooth. There must have been something complicated that happened during uh, COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't because of, of of COVID per se. It was just things happened during COVID. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if that was your your. Well, question. yeah. I mean, just if if there was something else that occurred, just you so, know. Like... So basically, okay. Uh, so the person that basically cans our 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 drink, okay, he basically he's our brewer. He's a he got his masters in brewing, okay. This guy is the smartest guy you'll ever meet. He's he's a brain. Where is he you based know? out of? Sorry. Where is he based out of? Where's uh, he from? Uh, he's uh, Lithuanian. He, yeah, but he Lithuanian. Lived, okay. He yeah, yeah exactly. he worked for Labat as their main brewer. Yeah, and then he quit to do his own. Uh, yeah, that's the way to do it. That's yeah. another beautiful thing of Montreal is you'll always find out their nationality. Everybody yeah, knows exactly. each other's nationality. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, would, go ahead. You keep saying. Yeah, no, he's, this guy is, uh, he's, he's a gem. We're so lucky to find that I found him. Um, so we brewed our peach. Peach was fantastic. You know, we get there, we do a tasting. We like it. Yeah. Okay. Tomorrow I'm going to start brewing. Perfect. 12,500 cans starts brewing them all good. Then the next couple of days later, uh, we ended up uh, with the watermelon. Right. So we get there. I, I couldn't be there actually. So Marco went and we got, we got our, 
Did you get the watermelon first or the peach? Did you get the peach first? Peach first, yeah. We got the peach first and it was perfect. Yeah, it was insane. Impeccable, yeah. exactly what we wanted. Yeah. So then we go back, uh, Marco goes and it's the watermelon time. Goes there, tries the watermelon, perfect. Uh, we give the thumbs up, good. So this guy's basing the formula off of, off of that, right? So we end up getting the cans, 12,500 cans. Uh, the next day I come to Marco's house. We're pop open a can and we start drinking. The first sip, the first sip right away, I turn to Marco and I'm like, no. He goes, what's wrong? I'm like, there's, there's, it's, I, I can't drink this. It's, it's not good. He goes, yeah, he goes, me too. Uh, it's, it's, it's tough. Uh, I, I'm not, I, I didn't know what it was. Maybe it was me. I'm like, no, Marco, I'm telling you, there's, there's something, uh, there's something off about this can. So we open another one and then another one. And we end up real. we get drunk, by the way. Of right? like one can. Yeah, one or two cans. Sense. So it's, we're it's drinking. Five, it's five percent. Five percent. It's yeah. supposed to be five percent. It's like so, it's like swish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two two shots, you're you're your plastic. So we uh we're like shit. So we ended up going back to our brewer and he's like, uh, well, I'm not sure. I just followed basically whatever you guys said. Uh, we ended up getting it tested and it came back uh, 7% alcohol instead of five. So which is it, illegal to put on the shelves. Yeah. Can. So basically it doesn't seem like a lot, but guys, trust me. Yeah. With the rules. Yeah. No, no, no. But I'm talking about drinking. Oh, oh okay. 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 <laughs> it's night and day, night and day. So malt basically is it's like a four local. Yeah. Four local. Remember mm -hmm. four local back in the day? Yep. No, anyways. I don't. No, no, we, they, no they I remember. remember. They banned that in Canada because yeah. it was it was too dangerous. There was people, uh, young young kids, drinking it, and they were drunk off one can. Yeah. And some uh, people died. By, yeah, by the way. someone died, and they banned it because it was so strong, and no one felt it. Like it was like, oh, yeah, okay, I get you're it. Drinking uh, orange juice, and yeah, you're drinking one seven percent alcohol. Oh shit, I'm gonna have another one, and then it, the other, the first one hits you, and you're fucked. Yeah, you're you're done. So. Uh, so anyways, we get it back 7%. We're like, shit, uh, this is the reason why. So the malt, basically malt is obviously what they put in beer. Um, and a lot of these seltzers that they're coming out with now, uh, that are not from Quebec, uh, the malt that they put into the drinks, uh, you're drinking it and it, it tastes like beer, flavored beer. It's it, honestly, it's disgusting. Right. Uh, whereas our malt is honestly impeccable. It, it's, it's processed and, and distilled like, I don't know, 500 times. It's, you, you, you tried it, right? Yeah, you honestly, it, it's, it's, it's like soda water that's uh, exactly. lightly, lightly ever, perfumed. Did you ever try a neutral? No, neutral or anyways. So there's, there's some products out there right now that they're, they're hard seltzers, but once you taste them, they're on, you, you, you feel like you're tasting beer. Yeah. So that's what we were tasting. We're like shit. Like what's what's like? Why do we taste the malt so much? You know what? And we ended up finding out because it was seven percent alcohol. It was fermented too long, basically. So yeah. you guys had to redo the whole thing. Yeah. But this was obviously on his cost. So the thing is, is that it's our fault and his fault. So basically, we gave him the go after tasting the can. Yeah. Right. So you know we had to take some blame, obviously, some accountability for it. So we're not. We're obviously not going to say no, no. It's all your fault. And and so we we. We had to speak with him and, and we came up with a solution. But at the end of the day, it, it, it took a hit and we had to take a hit of about 10, 10 grand. Uh, what did you guys do with all that? All that is, is, that, is that what you guys are drinking now? Well, so that's basically what we're going to be giving you for your next podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll drink it. I'll drink it for the summer. 
we're giving it away free to our friends because no, so, it's illegal to be on the market. So, so we don't know. We don't know what we're gonna do. But now we have about twelve thousand cans that we're we're stuck with, and that we have to pay for a new batch. And uh, and yeah, so that's one of uh, a nice learning curve that. Uh, yeah. And it sucks because we just started. And yeah. This happened. COVID. And we we which... missed the holidays because of this, which. So like we said, January, February is dead season for alcohol in general, and food and beverage. But uh, in December, November, December, more December is the holidays. It's crazy. It's And we missed the month of December, which we were supposed to launch. And uh, that was the toughest part. Yeah. We took so a big hit. We couldn't, we couldn't launch with Peach. We, we couldn't launch with one skew because these people do not buy yeah. anything with one flavor you don't even skew. see it on the shelves as yeah. you're walking you you see all so oh. we, we couldn't even start we couldn't even start because we had the peach uh probably since november late november it was so, our first flavor. yeah so we could have came out with uh it during the holidays but these these uh these grocery stores and these dependers forget it they, they do not buy anything that that has one flavor that's so interesting probably, yeah so yeah. so i you I, I would look at this as a learning experience right because oh, you yeah. guys are obviously have a bigger picture on the horizon for sure i think this is just part of the growing pains of course. and you you've and th there's always a saying they're like fail quickly so fail fast and i yeah. feel like that might have been like that first uh, like experience where you're just like fuck it all right we took a hit let's move on let's just keep learning from I that want, and move yeah. forward i don't want to say we're lucky but honestly Two or three years from now, we can say that we're like we were lucky to, to experience this in our first couple of uh, yeah. first couple of months. But of uh, we we dealt with it super well. Like, well, there's they they say right when luck meets um uh well what's the when you're ready? There's a quote that goes when you luck meets uh preparedness well, obviously that's not the right way to say it because that sounds retarded well now but, now you now you just sound clueless you just yeah i know so um this is where we leave uh, guys yeah exactly <laughs> but, no but mark let marco finish his, th his thought if you're gonna say go, something go, go, like, at go. least finish it <laughs> no um i don't even remember <laughs> I don't even remember what he was saying either, too. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You were talking about how you, you were lucky. and Yeah, uh, yeah. The, uh, like, we dealt with it super well. Um, anyone else, like, they might have just quit on the spot, to be honest. Like, we, it was such a big hit and, like, so stressful. And we were freaking out. Honestly, it was. So, so, so what kept you guys going in that moment? Because there's obviously a lesson here. There's no, there's no way of... Um, I don't want to sound cliche, but it's just character. Like it's so easy to throw in the towel and just fuck it. And that's it. But we, we were together when this happened, we were freaking out. Like we weren't even speaking. We were quiet at the table, this table right here. And we're just like figuring out what the hell do we do? Like, who do we call? What do we do? Like, uh, are we going to court with this? Are we, do we take the hit or whatever? Um, but uh, we, we dealt with it super well. We, we stayed calm. Um, we called our partners who, who sell our, our sales reps. Uh, we told them, listen, we got to get these off the shelves. Uh, we're going to make a new batch. We're going to delay, delay sales for a month. Um, but that's how we dealt with it, I guess. There's, there's nothing more than that. We were just calm. Uh, we Some people might not have the – entrepreneurs might not have the luxury to – stay calm because they might not have the the money but uh, we just got lucky we we stayed calm we relaxed we uh, took the hit uh we took our own money to to help us out at the time 
and uh, it worked like yeah I'm, we're glad that we did that because um the problem the problem with a lot of uh, startup companies is is that they tend to basically you know go all in right and as soon as there's a hiccup in terms of sales or 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 um, how much or money, whatever the case may be, uh, they tend to throw in the white towel and basically fold bankruptcy. That's it. That's all. We tried it. It didn't work. And then they go so, back to their previous jobs that they were that's doing. Exactly. It. Like, I was getting paid more. I was doing, you know, right? <laughs> comfort. And, and we know, we know people that everybody knows someone that tried to start something and then they gave it six months, seven months, maybe even a year. And then it's like done. Um, it didn't work. And, so, and we knew this going into it and, and we told ourselves we're going to stay mentally strong and, and we believe in it so much that there's nothing that's going to, that's going to stop us from, 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 from continuing and reaching our goals. So honestly, I, I, I honestly love this story because there's so much upside potential here. Now, obviously you guys got to be careful with the, the, the Quebec regulators with the marketing, but um, I, again, I think it's really fascinating to see that you guys you fucked up once now you're on the road and you're in 60 locations now i honestly i, I want to see you guys succeed i want to see this brand just blow up in quebec and to get to a point where everyone at a music festival is saying hey this is better than molson uh or most or any type of beer that's out there but um i want to end it with one thing or one one question for you guys just because i know that we're we're, we're coming up on an hour here but um the, apart from that one setback, was there any other setback in your life for, like earlier on where you kind of look back and you said, this, that might've been the best thing that happened to be. And this, this is like individually for, for you guys. Where, where, where do you get these questions? Uh, my, I don't know. My brain, I just ask very tough questions. Uh, for, so I get I, people to think. I, I get yeah, people but you to see, think. the thing is for Marco, you, it's obviously the sports background. Yeah, I was just going to say for me, it's a simple question. A simple answer actually is um, my injury uh, coming back home. At, I was, I think I was 21 years old, which was six years ago. So I came back home and uh, I went back to school, which I don't regret, but I wish that I gave it one more shot at the time when I was young because uh, I knew I could have uh, continued and went further. I was just injured for so long that I I decided to go back to school, but that's one huge setback in my life that uh, I'll never, ever forget. Well, now you have your comeback. That's yeah, it. exactly. That's uh, They call him the comeback kid. That's what they call him. We're going to make a movie about him. <laughs> I love that. What about you, Nico? What was like one thing where you're just like, that was a painful lesson and that's going to carry with for the rest of my life or rest of your life? So it's something... Uh, yeah, something a little, per uh, you know, a little personal. Um, a couple of years back, I was actually, uh, you know, I was supposed to, uh, I was engaged, I was supposed to get married. And, um, you know, things, things ended up di didn't work out. Uh, so we had to, I had to cancel the wedding about, uh, about like 20 to 30 days before the wedding. Mm. And the thing with Italian weddings is there's about four to 500 people uh, invited <laughs> weddings. So, you know, you would have to, you know, sit down call all these people to tell them that this wedding isn't happening anymore. Right. And, uh, and yeah, so that was a, that, that was a big, uh, a big setback for me. Um, but the thing is, it's a little weird, but like Marco said, I actually have no regrets. Uh, if I could have done it differently, I wouldn't have, because honestly it sounds cliche, but, uh, I, I wouldn't be here today. 
uh, and, and O2V probably wouldn't have existed to, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, I probably would have been at home right now with my two kids and, uh, been watching, uh, screaming at the television, watching the, the Montreal Canadians, uh, a loser. I'm with you on that one. So, hey, yeah. yeah, I mean, no, guys, I'm I'm excited for you, and it's it's mm. it's it's a pleasure to meet you guys. I know that mm. Nick, you guys have known each other for quite some time, but uh, where where can they find the product, mm-hmm. and where can they find you guys on social media? Is this where you guys put the put a a, a a little emoji here and I point and you say, click here. We're not Swipe that technically. Up. Are you not there yet? I'm no? not technically that savvy yet. <laughs> um, our, our Instagram is uh, O2VQC. And uh, to find our products, you go on our website, O2VQC.com. And if slash find us or slash trouvé in French, and you could just put in your uh, postal code and you find the closest location to you. Cool. Yeah. That's huge. I think I think we might have a future beverage sponsor for for our podcast here. Well, we're only gonna do it if you guys do pop ups. Like, <laughs> that's product me placement. Product yeah, that's placement. That's I. Uh, it's a, it's a, the, the 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 video editing stuff is the most annoying stuff in the world. Yeah, but it's worth it, man. Yeah, but it's annoying. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, it's those are the it's it's annoying. Anyway, guys, thanks so much for coming on. Everybody, thanks for listening. Um, Nico and Marco, you guys are beauties, man. Keep hustling, keep the hustle young and stay hungry. I'm rooting for you guys. Appreciate it, man. Honestly, this was a blast. Yeah. First podcast and honestly, yeah. we had a blast, man. Honestly. Yeah, thanks cool. a lot. Maybe we'll do it again, but this time I'll be drinking too. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. that's the goal. <laughs> All right, everybody. All right. Take care. Thanks Ciao, for listening. Take care, brother.